Ring, 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 ring. Uh, the phone's ringing. I should probably get this. Ring, um, ring, ring, ring. Hello? Hey, buddy. Dude. Hey, I'm Dude. not going to be able to record the podcast. Why not? This is an important episode. We can't do this show without you. I'm sick. Oh, no. Yeah, I came down with a case of rage. R- rage? Yeah, you know, from 20 days later. Oh, no. Yeah. It should be fine. I'm eating chicken noodle soup. It should clear up in about another day or two, but, like, I'm going to have to skip out on this one. So. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay, later. Bye. Click. Attention, planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Psych, just kidding. Insane Mike here, your host of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Welcome to another episode. And so retarded. <laughs> Do you like our high-tech sound effects we have for, yeah. the, for the show? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, if you haven't figured it out. And they might not have. And they might not this have. This could be an episode about chicken noodle soup. <laughs> We're doing an episode about chicken noodle soup. Um... No, we're doing an episode about viruses. I'm pretty sure they always figure out what the show's about when they like have to download because the title's there. Right. Anyway, <laughs> we're never going to fool them because they have to see the name of the show. To... Unless we just start putting fake titles on the episodes, Ooh. we should do that. Next one's Bubble called Fake time. Title. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, let's come Tubby up with some, some inappropriate window titles. Probably get a lot more a lot downloads. More hits that yeah. One, yeah, Mike shaves his chest. Well, that's not new. Um, that's right. Anyway, so yeah, we're going to be talking about virus movies on this episode. But before we do that, let's introduce everybody to the podcast crew. Let's see, uh, his symptoms. He's been vomiting blood, his vision is blurry, he's got huge boils on his face, his hair's falling out, and he's, his body is omitting horrible smells. It's not a virus, it's just Sunday morning. Sam Hayes! Oh, dear God, what's happening to me? Hey, everybody. <clears throat> the virus that ends mankind started with one man doing something very unnatural with a monkey. But he swears they were just friends. John Stalter! <laughs> of course it has me molesting an animal. Again! Killed me kind. I don't care everybody says. <laughs> Hi everybody. <clears throat> she said sh- ah jeez. Oh, she did what? She 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 she, she <laughs> claims she has the cure and she sums it up in two words. Comfortable shoes. Terry Turford. <laughs> uh, hey everybody. And lastly, he is such a germaphobe that he's probably going to live in a bubble after this episode. Jason Bollinger. That sounds so comforting. <laughs> and that's the closest to reality of any intro ever. I gotta go wash my hands. I'll be right back. <clears throat> How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Great. Excellent. Awesome. Good until I slept with a monkey. 
and then it was better. <laughs> you caused... didn't even, he didn't even call me back. I bought him dinner. And you and you, then you end up causing the fall of mankind. Way to go. Well, that's what I was going for. <laughs> so, this is exciting, guys. Um, this episode... Everybody sitting down? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. This episode is the first episode of our fifth year here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. That's, that's crazy. Yay! That is awesome. And now it is official. I'm going to have to start using both hands what? to count <laughs> how many years. Oh. Um, uh-huh. He'll fuck that up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that just means we're done at ten because I've run out of fingers. Where did the time go? I don't know. We just started. More. What's that? You can go eleven more. Sure. You just have to pull down your pants. Uh, I mean, just the other day, Joe was just, bitching about something. Yeah, <laughs> it just seems like yesterday, Joe was bitching about something. <laughs> what the hell? It seems like yesterday, I'm like, hey guys, I got a cool idea. Let's uh-huh. do a podcast. And you guys are like, what? What's a podcast? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most of them said. <laughs> oh, man. Anybody got any good five-year stories? I remember when... No. I remember the time we were doing an episode on viruses. <laughs> and I didn't have an intro ready. Yeah. And I just made it up on the spot. Anyway. <clears throat> so that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. So what are we going to do to celebrate this thing? Nothing really. We're just going to do a normal episode. <laughs> um, but we should probably do some killer news, right? Let's do it. Sure. Okay. Now it's time for... So I've been, I've been catching a lot of trailers. I've been, a lot of trailers been popping up. Like Tra- what? Trailers. Um, Purge election. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it looked awesome. And I, how genius is to have this movie come out this year? Yeah, like that took some really good planning yeah. on their part for sure. Yeah, and I think it opens on the 4th of July even, which I think is even yeah. great, even funnier. I'm excited. <clears throat> I think it looks good. I, I really enjoyed Purge Anarchy. This one's probably going to be a little, I think it'll be a little more similar to the first one, maybe. It seems a little bit more secluded. Oh, really? but... oh I got the impression, because like, it looks like it might be a combo of both. And yeah. It, and it's, it's, it's also interesting, too, that it's coming out this year, because the storyline involves like politician and like this yeah. woman who's trying to stop the purge, and that's her yeah. big political thing. Her... And people are trying to get her yeah. because they want to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. So she has to flee her home because, um, you know, they come after her, and then and then she's in the street. So it looks like it might be kind of a combo of both. Yeah, I, I think it looks really good though. <clears throat> John, did you see the the trailer? Crap. Always read the screen before I call on people. Sam, did you see the trailer? I haven't. No. Have, have you seen the first two movies at all, Sam? I really haven't. I need to. <laughs> They're a cool concept. They really are. And what's great about it is I think it's 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 one of the best ideas to uh, as far as like a franchise go right out of the gate. 
You know, a lot of times we get franchises that we love, but they're they're, they're kind of like they finding do the themselves. one. What's that? Like finding themselves. Yeah, like they do the one movie, not anticipating a franchise, and it was so successful. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, what what are we going to do next? This felt like it was franchise ready right out of the gate. And what's great about it is that you don't have to follow a, a same character over and over and over again. <coughs> Excuse me. You can literally go anywhere and do anything with this with this franchise, which is really cool. This is all about the central theme of the one night where everything is legal. So, Jason, did you get... I did not. Oh, okay. Well, what about... Um, 10 Cloverfield Lane. You guys get to see that trailer? Yeah. No. I ha- I haven't even seen Cloverfield, I don't think. Ever? So. What? Yeah, no. Oh my god. Starring Chris Mulkey? I'm just kidding. He's really? In it. He's in it for like He's, he's in no. it, but yeah, he's not starring. <laughs> he's not. Yeah. <laughs> but Thomas. he always he'll steal the show anyway. I'm Oh sure. yeah. Totally. <laughs> You looked rather perplexed when I brought this one up, Jason. <laughs> no. What? You just had that look on your face like... I was waiting for everyone else to answer. Oh. And they... Oh, wait, no, I did see the trailer for this because it was on during the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. Because it has John Goodman. And you actually were all... You're the one who looked perplexed when the trailer was over. I looked over at you with my smiling, giddy face, and you're just like, Huh? I don't remember what I was bitching about. Uh, you bitched point. about it. That's all I know. I, they interrupted the game, man. Oh, whatever. The trailer was way into the game. <laughs> Go sports. Lies. <laughs> <clears throat> well, and it has uh, What's-Her-Face in it, too. I can't ever remember her name. Ramona Flowers slash Final Destination slash... Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Yes, that's her name. I really like her. It, like, it looks like it could be could be cool, could be good. I mean, um, <clears throat> it looks like it. I because I don't know. Is it? I just I just don't know enough about it. Maybe that's maybe that's my problem. I don't know if it's like supposed to take place during the events of Cloverfield, or if this is like you know the Clover you know more Cloverfield monsters coming, or I don't know. I kind of hope it takes place during the original Cloverfield event. And then it's just all about these people dealing with it, but away from it, you know? I don't know. Just have to wait and see, Mike. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I thought it looked there definitely way after the event, right? Like it's coming back or something? Like another one's Years later, the damage has been done, and it's a world that had an alien. That could be very cool, too. Yeah, because it seemed like what's the environment like after something like that? Yeah, he's just like ready for it to come back. And And then did anybody see? So that was two pretty cool trailers. Um, But then did anybody see the Cabin Fever remake trailer? Wait, what? Yeah, remake. You guys don't know about this? I saw something about that happening, but I did not watch the trailer. Didn't it already get released somehow? I think. I, th- I think it may be out, because when I clicked on a link to watch the what? trailer on IMDb, it took me straight to Amazon. Surprise, crap fest. Well, it's gotta be. Uh, yeah, Jason. He, Jason is so, like, he, um, blown away right now. He had no, I guess you had no idea. <laughs> uh-uh. 
So yeah, Eli Roth. Produ- Movie's like ten years old. Is producing, uh, or produced a remake, a shot for shot remake shot of his movie. For shot? Yeah. It was fourteen years. Fourteen years though, still. That's like you were. Yeah. You were like four. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I, was, I was five. Wow. <laughs> no, I was older than that. <laughs> but shot for shot, that's effed up. Yeah. So is the trailer shot for shot? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Mike's apparently the only one that watched it. I guess. <laughs> that's That's bizarre. Well, I mean, you know. Just have but, to see, I guess. but to produce seems... your own remake, yeah, it, it that's seems weird, good. right? Well, yeah, for to remake an American film so quickly uh-huh. is a little weird. I mean, some directors, you know, foreign directors, have remade their movie in America, right? But that makes a little more sense. Still, usually ends up getting watered down and not as good, but uh, but yeah, it's. Eli Roth just wanted another paycheck, I guess. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of sucky. Apparently, the lead actress's name last name is Go Lightly, so there's that. <laughs> Go Lightly. Hol- Holly Go Lightly. Yeah. <laughs> I know For what you're talking real? about. Breakfast with yeah. Tiffany's, right? Yeah. Yay, I know something. You got it! Woo-hoo. I know a chick flick. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Is the trailer shot for shot? <clears throat> well, if you know the movie, you pick up on all of it, yeah. I mean, there's the chick in the bathtub. Um, but what's the story? Why? It's the same. It, Why looked, it literally looks like own? the same fucking thing. It shows shots of them putting the girl after she's been all infected and her face has fallen off, throwing her in the shed. They show shots of the dog that ends up coming and eating her. They show shots. It shows shots of the rednecks that are coming after him. It shows sure. shots of, of. I might watch it because at least fucknut's not in it. The only. That narrows it down. Who? Uh, you know who? I know who, but I was gonna say something that probably would have offended you. You mean um, Ryder? Str- no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I won't watch it because because it doesn't have him in it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they replaced Deputy Dips, Dipshit, I can't remember his character's name, with a, with a female, it looks like, in this one. Huh. So it's female like a Dipshit. Female Deputy. Nobody can That's be not as over the top him. as him. Yeah. God, I hate him. <clears throat> um, the God Deputy guy. Kid. Giuseppe. Gis- um, yeah. Can't think of his name. Anyway. Um, uh. <laughs> and then the other thing I think I noticed that... I mean... I, I even think that the, the dialogue is probably the same, because it sounded familiar, you know, like them two talking on the raft. So you're not, it's not literally shot for shot, or is it totally? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's psycho. I don't know if it's psycho style, but everything. Yeah, everything I've read about it says that it's a, it's a it's a shot for shot. It's a shot for Jesus shot remake. Christ. But I don't know if it's a, literally a shot for shot remake. I think of maybe just a loose term. But it it's not it's not inventing anything new. No. Um, the only other thing I saw was like the finger banging scene. Um, looks like it looks like in this she is con- she's awake when it happens, and uh, 
um, and consenting. So, unlike in the original, he's like doing her up while she's passed out. So, digging into her thigh. <laughs> You're welcome for that sound effect. <clears throat> so yeah, a lot of horse shit right there. Pointless. I don't understand why. I mean, I, this is not me getting on the soapbox of like anti remake thing. Like I, you know, I told you I've grown up past that, but like I get it now. You know, it doesn't matter. But <clears throat> but this just seems completely pointless. Yeah, I mean, because it's even to... it's even Eli Roth producing it. And I could see trying to improve upon it, maybe, but it looks like it's worse. Like, I, I, I like the first one, but I mean, yeah. it has a rating of, like, 3.6 on IMDb, so that's not very promising. Well, oh, the remake? The remake oh. does, yeah. Well, and it just looks so much more bland. Like, there was a lot more color and, um, you know, just it was... A lot more writer strong. And a lot more writer strong. It was far more visually stimulating the original, where this just kind of looks kind of just like you know the images are just washed out and blah. Mm. Anyway, dumb, so dumb. I just don't. Okay, I don't know how anybody <laughs> thought this would have been a good idea. <clears throat> okay, my last bit of killer news is: um, Do you guys see the thing about Johnny Depp playing the Invisible Man? Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that that sounds universal one. Yeah. yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And it's supposed to be part of the whole like them doing with Universal Monsters what Marvel has done with their universe in cinema, or like char- you know characters are going to cross cross over into films and hmm. and you know and eventually lead up to a team up film or something. Something crazy like that. They've been talking about that for a long time, and I'm never sure which ones are supposed to be part of that because there's all been all those like Frankenstein, I ones, Frankenstein one, Dracula ones now. What is it? Dracula and Told? Was that that last one? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen either. <clears throat> Me neither, and I'm not sure if those are supposed to be part of that. But I think yeah, those are supposed to be like the new, like the reboot revamp whatever but are they supposed to be part of this whole like universe that they're creating where oh that's that's the part i guess i I assumed i haven't seen them i don't know if they're linked in any way or not but i've not heard good things about either of those movies so i'm kind of hoping not (laughs) well maybe that's maybe it's good that they're getting johnny depp for this one then i know right pull it out you know yeah i think so and you know i think it's that's just good casting like yeah, I agree. Regardless. It'll be interesting. So it's Tim Burton's new movie? Is he the one? <laughs> I'm sorry. Just I couldn't help myself. Can't believe yeah, you went there. Do the music, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's your face is in it too? What's that? Woman that's in the bottom Carter. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but she's she's divorced with Tim Burton now. Are they still gonna work together? Oh man, her career's Probably. done. I think they've yeah. still worked since they've th- divorced, Stephen. I think she can do other movies, too. Yeah. I don't know. Is Sherry Moon going to have a career no. if she ever divorces Rob Zombie? You know why? She's not an actress. Do you really call this a career? I mean, seriously. Like, yeah. Has anyone watched Johnny Depp and the, the funnier die Donald Trump movie thing? No. Yeah. I watched yeah. part of it. I watched part of it, but it's like an actual, like it's an hour long. Yeah. Like actual movie. Jesus. Which makes it even I better. I love it. <laughs> 
I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's like a big thing. I haven't sat down to actually watch it, but I took me a long time to realize that that was Johnny Depp. Like the makeup's really. I think he uh, he has the chops, man. He can get buried in a role. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> yeah. Well. Yeah. So I have high hopes for the Invisible Man. That sounds cool. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. So I know it's not horror related, but we gotta we gotta address it, man. Deadpool, <laughs> right? Yeah. Woo-hoo. Everybody go yeah. see it. Not everyone. Horror related, it was gory as fuck. It counts. It count. <laughs> oh, Ryan Reynolds at one point says that it's a horror movie. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He spends plenty of the movie talking about the movie that he's in. <laughs> it's fucked up. Oh, yeah. That movie's awesome. I can't wait to go see it again. Because you know me, I love fourth wall breaking and all of it. But, uh,. Yeah, so what, Sam hasn't seen it? I have not. And I have not. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, I thought for sure you, <laughs> you, you would have. She seems so shocked. I, I, I am. I thought for sure you what would have. What the fuck, John? Now. What's no, wrong with you? What's that? <laughs> no, I'll see it soon. <laughs> it's, it's really fun and it's really good. And like, um, I read another interesting little thing. You know, I was telling Jason... There's a there is a throwaway character towards the end of the movie that it took me after all after the whole ride home realizing that the character is a is a refer, another reference from the Deadpool comics. Um, Terry, you remember the uh, when he's fighting all those henchmen um, sure. <clears throat> right there at the end, and he stops and recognizes the one. Bob. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a reference to another Deadpool character um, <laughs> called Hydra Bob. Um, where it's a Hydra henchman that um, ends up uh, ends up teaming up with uh, Deadpool, and he's kind of a comic relief character too, because he's kind of a slacker and he's scaredy cat and everything, and you know, but he, but Deadpool kind of latches on to him. But what what I read in another article I thought was interesting is that um, uh, technically, technically, Deadpool, uh, 20th Century Fox, right, Fox. Did the movie used a <laughs> used a Marvel licensed character without permission? Because yeah. technically, since Bob is an agent of Hydra, um, he technically belongs to to um, the Marvel the, to Disney and the Marvel Disney. movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, well, but if they don't actually call Yeah, he's him not that. Hydra Bob just, yet. Yeah, he's not he's, Bob. Yeah. That's why he's just a random henchman you know, but but the, the things are but the things are still there because Hydra Bob is married and has kids and you know, Deadpool references that in the in their fight. And so yeah, I just, I just thought that was really cool. Because <laughs> that's one that took me the whole ride home before I realized it. I'm like, holy shit, that was Hydra Bob. <clears throat> Nerd. Or somebody told me that it was Hydra Bob. Who's Hydra Bob? Nice try. Fuck, you guys talking about Okay, um, so we should probably get into this topic of viruses. Right? Of whispering? What was oh, that? Oh, that's why we're here? Yeah. We're... Oh, okay. So I know when I sent out the original list, I put a disclaimer that we weren't going to talk about zombie movies. 
Um, <laughs> and and the two that I wanted to fucking talk about the most on this episode, a huge spoiler alert, but they turned out to be zombie movies. Yeah, so we're gonna talk the about them anyway. You watched it. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about them anyway. Uh, contracted um, phase one and phase two. Now, Terry, I know you saw phase one, but did you get a chance to see phase two? Yes. Awesome. Good. Good. John, have you seen him? I saw the first one, but I did not watch the second one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. same with me. Just the first. Same with me. And I really wanted to watch them both, but I just couldn't after the first one. Why? Maggots. <laughs> Maggots out the vagina. Maggots are... Yeah, that was gross. Nobody else thought that was hot? Me. No, maybe, it's just, maybe it's just because I'm German. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense. I'm German. Good, because it didn't. <laughs> Congratulations. It didn't make sense. Um, so anyway, so contracted. Um, as, it, as it turns out, I mean, it's all, the first movie is like really body horror, you know, and uh, which is may or may not be a future topic. I'm just saying. Um, which I love, you know, I love a good body horror movie, and especially when it's just like this slow, gradual, you know, deterioration of, of, of your, of your character, and that's what this movie does, and, and, uh, I thought, you know, the, you know, her makeup and stuff looked cool, the contacts were awesome and all that stuff, but basically, um, She has sex with this guy at this party, and um, she starts to basically rot away. And, like, the whole time I'm thinking, like, okay, who is this guy? And, like, and what does she have? And what's going on? If I'm thinking, I, I got different theories going on, and what's actually, what actually happens, what's actually happening. And it turns out at the end, again, spoiler alert, this is just the beginning of a zombie outbreak. Um, because she turns out to be a zombie at the end of the fucking movie. Um, which didn't really ruin it for At first it kind of ruined it for me, because I'm like, well, shit, we can't talk about it on the show now, because I said no zombie movies. But, after I come to terms with that and said I'm going to break my own rules anyway, um, <clears throat> then, uh, then I would have to say it really didn't ruin it for me. I, but I really enjoyed, I enjoyed the film. Um, my biggest problem being that, you know, with the movies, like, I didn't really find any of the characters really likable. I kind of hated everybody, that they were, like, you know, just horrible characters. sucks. But, but just on a pure body horror level, I, I, you know, it definitely, um, no pun intended, but got under my skin in several moments, (laughs) and, um, I found really, uh, disturbing, and, and, um, and I was, I was enthralled. I was, uh wanting to watch her descent and, and kind of get you know, learn the answers. So then when you get into Phase 2, then it's definitely f- much more of a zombie film, but it's still slow, and this is what I ended up appreciating these movies for being zombie films, is that nobody's ever really done a zombie outbreak movie literally from the first infected and it being such a slow burn. Yeah. Like, we're, we're two movies in, and it's we're just now really starting to get into an outbreak, you know? So, um, so I also appreciated it for that, uh, you know, and so I, I, I was definitely invested in part two as well, which follows the, the quote-unquote nice, uh, spo- well, spoiler alert, 
Jason and John, who hasn't seen the second one yet. But the movie, the second movie follows uh, the nice guy that she ends up having sex with at the end of the first movie. So now we're following him around as he's starting to fall apart. So, um, but but and it gets a little bit kind of over the top crazy towards the end as as he starts to try to hunt down the guy that that started all this. And then when you get when you meet him and everything. Um, he's a way over the top villainous character. I mean, he might as well have had like a mustache and curled the ends of it, like when he talked, because <laughs> he was he was that kind of villain. It's like he wants to destroy the world and all this, and he's got some crazy weirdo speeches. But anyway, so I enjoyed the movies, and I I, I want to see Phase Three. Um, Terry, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, I agree. I really like the slow burn aspect of it and just the general idea of like sexually transmitted zombies, you know. It's it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed the first movie and I, I liked that actress. I was yeah. a little invested into her. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was hot. But... I'm uh, I, 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 I don't... I did not appreciate the disgusting maggot sex scene at the end, though. That was kind of gross. When he's like, uh, when he's like, oh, something's squirming. Oh, <laughs> 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 I guarantee you that exists on the internet somewhere. <laughs> but then as far as the second movie, like, I really appreciate that it, I love movies that pick up, like, right from... The, the previous film and this yeah. one does that like it, you start off with that same ending <clears throat> sequence that you had in the first movie and it just yeah. carries straight through in real time which is also kind of nice because like uh, so Car- Carolyn Williams plays the woman's mom in the first movie I was kind of hoping she'd be in the second movie more but nope. <laughs> but she no not at all but like she's there right at the beginning because we're getting a recap Right there. But you actually get to see a little bit more because when the first movie ends, it shows the girl attacking her mother. Yeah. And then when the when the second movie begins, they, they replay all that, but then you actually see her attack her mother and bite into yeah. her and stuff. So you get a little bit more. Yeah, but other than that, I hated the second one. Oh, hated it, huh? I did not like it at all. Like, oh, I thank God I didn't like... watch it. I did not like the main guy actor. Like, I didn't even like him in the first movie. I thought he was annoying. And yeah, then well, yeah. the villain guy, that whole angle on it was weird, and I didn't think that it felt right, and he was just an awful actor. It did was, not like it, it. It was weird, and like, what what the fuck, you know? Again, yeah, he's like, like he's oh, like he a fucking... this, like, hmm, I'm releasing this disease on the world. Like, what? Yeah, Why? he's... He's like he's like Lex Luthor from a Super Friends episode. It's all yeah, like what the fuck? heavy exposition and just mwahaha the whole time, you know? Yeah, dumb. <clears throat> yeah. Not a fan. I, yeah, he's so he says he like he meant to do it on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Cuz like in the first film it seems pretty clear that he's just like a creep who fucks dead bodies and accidentally, you know, well, see, that's what I thought too, because like it didn't take yeah. he rapes her. Yeah. Well, it didn't take it didn't take me till the very end to, before I remembered that opening shot of some guy mm-hmm. doing stuff to corpses, but you don't really see what he's doing to corpses in some morgue or whatever. Yeah. And it took me to almost the end where I'm like, 
oh shit, yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking at that point, like she's got some kind of just like newly evolved neck necro disease or something, you know, or. This is what right. you get for fucking a corpse, you know. That's kind of what they imply. Yeah. <clears throat> but then the second movie, they go a, a whole different route, and it was just weird and did not fit. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was way over top. And then like, and then the little teaser at the end of the credits. Did you see that? I probably didn't watch the end of the credits. <laughs> well, apparently her. What wait was it her doc? Yeah, her doctor from the first movie apparently is in on it too. What? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, what the fuck? So that that felt kind of like, I don't it's know, just weird. forced, you know, just kind of like, hey, let's 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 leave I the feel... audience with this little shocker. Her doctor is in on it. I'm like, what? I, I feel like there was really good potential there to do a franchise if they wanted to do one, but I think at the rate that they're going, they would have been better off just doing a one and done sort of a deal. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'd still like to see more just because I still yeah. think this is a cool concept of like, such a slow wanna, burn outbreak. And, you know, just get to that, that point of, like, massive breakout. Like, that's always, like, one of the coolest parts to see when you do breakout stuff. But I don't know. And and also, too, there was, like, it felt like there was some moments that kind of skipped a beat in the second movie. I'm like, if you're going to do a slow burn like this... Keep keep the pacing slow, because there's at one point where like the I can't remember if they're taken to the guy to the hospital or he's like he's like so uh, fucked up at this point, and and some comment had been made maybe it was the, maybe it was super villain bad guy um, super friends Lex Luthor who said <laughs> uh, something about there's like thirty to forty cases already reported, and I'm thinking oh you're just gonna jump you're just gonna jump ahead yeah. thirty forty cases. No, keep it nice and slow like this. You know? But... And I also, like... I also... One of the things that bothered me, you know, by the end of the first movie is, like, it kind of felt like, okay, if they're going the zombie route, they left some holes. Because, like, you know, the the girl that... Um, when she went to her that other girl's apartment towards the end and had sex with the guy, but he kills that girl and puts her in the bathtub. And I'm like, well, she got bit. So shouldn't she turn into a zombie? And they address that in the second movie. They do. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well then that made me feel better. And I, you know, about that. So, um, Jason, I know you had some issues with the first movie. Yeah. I really wanted to like it. I I've been following um, the director for a while, Eric England. I think he's. I could have swore he was from Kansas, not from Kansas City, but lived there or something. But I can't remember. But uh, and then also I was following Nahara or Najara or whatever. How do you say her name? Because she was in Jill's movie. Nahina Jeff. Right. Um. <laughs> Because she was in one of Jill Six's movies, little short films, and so I'd been. F- but then I like, I don't know. I couldn't like. I just never clicked on the movie forever until you made me. <laughs> and so I really wanted to like it, but I really didn't like it because, I mean, I thought she was great, and she, you know, I thought everything she did was good, but everything else, 
it felt like it was an independent film. And not like a low-budget film, like shit we make, but like a, a first-time no, first director gets a big budget. Overly you know, arrogant. it's still five million. What? Overly arrogant, kind of? No, not arrogant. Just it just had like the fucking opening scene of at the party, right? So just the way those people acted to at each other. You you know like they they like I mean just the literal dialogue. They like none of them finished a sentence. None of you know they they were like they so imagine a script and someone writes in the us and pauses and ellipses and things and it's like all the actors were saying what was on the script instead of acting like you were being interrupted i don't know how else to say it <laughs> and, and uh, yeah i can see that and i've just i've just seen so many independent films where it's like they have a cool idea but like the acting just isn't that good? You know, it looks... The movie looked great. Uh, it was shot well. You know, and I just... But the whole time, it's like everyone else is acting in the movie. And it's not that they were the worst actors of all time, because I know what John and Mike watches all the time, but... But I don't know. I was just... I was hoping for something better, and it felt like it was just... Part of the same. It's like they just couldn't break out of that first timey pompousy. Not uh, just not taking for granted how important it is to get real actors, not first time actors. I don't know how to say it right. And then I love Caroline Williams. I think she's great, but I thought she fucking sucked in this movie. She did. Her yeah. act, her act, and it's not, and it's not her. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. the line she had. I mean, she delivered them fine, but what the fuck was she saying half the time? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I totally and, agree with and you. And how did, how did, and like every scene she was in, the way it was edited, it's like, what the fuck is going on, Caroline? Like, I know it's not you. I, like, I watch it, and I'm like, it's not you. I definitely like the idea of the movie more than how it was executed most of the time, for sure. And I think maybe that's that's it for me too. I think, you know, I'm maybe I'm a little blinded to the to the issues with the films because I know they're there. I agree with everything you guys are saying, but I think I just love the concept so much that I'm purposely overlooking them. Sure, and that you know, so that's an ability you and John have that I wished I had. <laughs> <laughs> the more movies I watch, it's not that I expect more; it's just I don't know. And just being a filmmaker, you just see all the shit. Oh yeah, and it's hard to. And I, and I love Caroline. I just thought she did good. I mean, I thought she acted her ass off, but didn't know what the fuck she was doing. Yeah, and, and you know, like you said, uh, that's like what lines was she given? She did it. She kicked those lines ass, but what were they? You know, it's like yeah. she tried, and it's just it didn't. So the overallness of it was kind of 
the direction is what I'm saying. I'm sorry, Eric. I haven't met you in person yet, I don't think. But <laughs> I'm really sorry. I wish you could have developed this more. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was definitely a better concept than the way it was executed. Not that it was executed bad. No, but, it wasn't even um, bad. It's just... But, uh... Yeah, it was just very Cronenbergian. I did kind of think they kind of used, like, maybe a little too many cliches with, like, the whole Cronenberg kind of thing. Like, you know, like, they had pretty much everything. Like, her hair falls out, her teeth falls out, she coughs up blood, she's yep. got maggots coming out of her pussy, her fingernails are coming off. Pull it's up like, fingernail, yeah. Worst. Duh! <laughs> that all the moves were cliche. It's hard. I mean, what else would you do? Yeah, it but just kind of seems like they put everything in a blender, and instead of like having something that made internal logic, it was just, oh, let's do this, let's do that. I don't know. But it, but I guess maybe what was unique about it is that it happened fucking slowly. You know, yeah. I mean, like it felt, even though yeah, it was three days. But, like, that was the whole movie. It just was so slow-paced. Such little things sort of happened at a time. I liked one eye at a time yeah. was going. That was really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of The Fly. Definitely. Just in yeah. terms of dark. But pulling yeah. the fingernail off is just... Ugh. Even though it's it, it, it's cheap, because it's easy to get a grossness out of that, I thought seeing the maggot hit the floor was like, okay, that was yeah. cool. Nice touch, I mean, but... Yeah, the slow burn was definitely what saved it for me. Like, it made it... Gave it a redeemable quality for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Aside from that, yeah, it was a little... It was alright. Sorry to be Buzzkill Bollinger there, but, uh... (laughs) It wasn't, uh... That is... It's my nickname, yeah, I know. (laughs) Mine is, John will watch anything with blood and boobs... But, but there wasn't boobs. No, but she was still hot. Yeah, yeah. she had her underwear off a lot, and that was cool. And I really, really liked yeah. that. Mm. I thought she was great. I thought she was really good. I hope she gets more work. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's very watchable, if that makes sense, I guess. Oh, yeah. Not just that. I mean, she uh, what? She holds She holds the screen. Yeah. She holds yeah. your... She, yeah, she holds I your, She was fantastic. Agreeing with you. Get off my back. Yeah, well, I see your face when you say that. <laughs> so just, yes. What? Oh you my hear gosh. it in your voice. Yeah. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a little... I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I think... I mean, cause I, I'm not disagreeing with anything you guys are saying. That's the, that's the thing, though. I, you guys are right. I'm with you. And that's what made it hard to take the chance on the second one. I wanted to for the episode and stuff. It's just I just didn't want to waste an hour and a half. At the end of it, though, I still, I mean, no, I know what you're saying. At the end of it, I didn't didn't feel that way. I still enjoyed it, but I think it was even more of a mess than the first one. Mm. So there you go. Take that. There's one part that really bothered me about the first one, and it was, I don't know if it was... um, shitty writing where the script maybe needed to go through another draft but like they are clearly setting this up as a slow burn because they're talking about the phases in each day and it's what was it like three days or four days three yeah so three days so much so that every time it's the next day you get a title card saying Uh day three you know so there's a point where she goes 
to work. She wasn't supposed to go to work, but she got called in, and she's falling oh, apart no. and stuff. And the fingernail goes in the soup, and a woman about eats it and freaks out, and she leaves. And like awkward pacing, and then some other stuff happens throughout the day, and then she goes back and is drinking at the restaurant, and the bartender's like, "Oh, don't let so and so see you that see you here, or he, because he's still pissed about what happened the other night." No, it was, and that was the line. That was the fucking line, and I'm thinking, (laughs) no, that was the same day. So they re- it was a major fuck up right there. Unless I missed something, unless uh, I'm I was reading that scene wrong. But yeah, major fuck up right there. Speaking of that scene, it's pretty obvious, right, that the old couple eating the salad is definitely somebody's parents. <laughs> it's like his parents, because weren't they like pretty bad actors as far as just yeah. being there all smiley and like not yeah. acting well. <laughs> It's like, it's the parents' cameo. Did you you guys read anything into the whole, like, lesbian thing? Did you think there was, like, a point to all that? No. I don't know. Just for show. Yeah. I mean, it played, I mean, because they killed the... The blonde? The the girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she gets killed, too. But she just gets choked the fuck out, so... Yeah. So she's not going to be a zombie. So. I mean, because it kind of. I guess the whole point was that she was with a dude when she's supposed to be a lady's lady. But I don't. Yeah, I didn't understand. It was awkward. Yeah, it didn't need to be a plot device. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. Because there was one point where there. She's talking about how it wasn't a consensual act. Like, almost like this guy almost, like, roofied her. Yeah, I think that was even said. Like, the word roofie yeah. was used at some point. Just that whole fucking party scene. It was like the first 10 or 15 minutes of the movie, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this scene, and I'm like, somebody better fucking say something about what the fuck is going on <laughs> instead of these... That's what I didn't like the writing. It's just like, oh, you're here because of... Oh, and then uh, somebody else is like, you're here? I can't believe you're here. Where's the other person? And there's just yeah, like 20 minutes of that. And, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Somebody's got to tell me what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, quit quit being cool with your yeah. dialogue you're trying to do and p- failing at. Tell me. Uh, that's what And it's still, I guess at the end of the day, too, it still never did come out why everybody was so shocked that she was at the party. Right? It did. It did? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah something... So Terry in the second one, during the wake scene, and that guy sings that really weird song. Remember that part? Mm, no. It was like a song that, <laughs> that, uh, that, like, Taco on the League would write and sing during an episode. It oh, was that kind of, like, wow. badly weird funny. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. At the point where, I mean, I'm like, is it supposed to be this bad and funny? Um... And then, I mean, obviously, it's gotta be, right? But then, like, they use the same fucking song in the credit sequence. Like, talk about yeah. talk about killing the mood of your movie by, rec- by reconning that song right at the end. You know, this is, like, really bad for comedy's sakes, uh, like, folky song. Yeah, I don't... 
the second one was just a mess. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, what was the point of the cop? I mean, that whole that whole plot line seemed pointless. You'll find out in the third one. The female cop. Well, no, because she's dead at the end of the... Oh. Oops, sorry. She's dead at the end of the second movie. <clears throat> so I did step away for a minute. John, you said you saw the first one? Yeah. And what were, what was your thoughts? I missed it. I, if you I liked say. it. I mean, I didn't pay super close attention to it, but I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the main character. I felt bad that she was going through all this fucking brutal shit. Yeah. Um, I didn't really care for the ending all that much. But, you I mean, feel, overall, did you feel cheated that it turned out to be a zombie film? Well, or? I kind of figured it was going to go that way anyway. And it's... It wasn't that she turned into a zombie. It was just like everything kind of seemed really quick at the end and then it was over. Yeah. Like it was a slow burn of a movie and then bam, flame and then done. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. It, it really didn't have a lasting impact like some, you know, slow burn movies have had on me. It was just a lot of build up, a flash in the pan, and then that was it. But overall, I mean, I did enjoy the movie. The ending, the subpar ending didn't really ruin it for me. I mean, the acting yeah. was great. I didn't like that guy that was stalking the chick. I don't remember what his name was, but he was yeah. he was just creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And yeah, he's like the I, main guy in the second movie. Yeah. He's, does his acting get better? No. Aww. No. Probably worse. It was just <laughs> so stereotypical. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good movie. Probably won't own it, but it was good. Oh, if you see it for a dollar or two, you'll yeah, get it. Yeah, I thought, who am I kidding? <laughs> don't I buy all sorts of crap. And don't they don't they really try to set up this guy as like the nice guy, good guy type character in the first movie, right? So this may be a bold statement, and hopefully I can have some of my male friends back me up on this. But I get kind of sick and tired in movies where like where it's a very apparent that guys will never say no to sex. Like that kind of bothers so me it, when it like has he just been done? he just somebody out there said no. That's what I knew you okay. were going to say. <laughs> Fucking as if I would have written it down for you to cite <laughs> at that moment. I knew you were going to fucking say that. But, like, no, seriously, I'm like, they try to set him up as such the good guy and everything and how yeah. he really cherishes her and cares for her. But it's like, as soon as sex is on the table, boom, let's go for it. It's, there's no romance involved in it. Yeah. Like, he, you know, like, most guys in that situation's got kind of more of like a, like a, um, or, or like a uh, moral uh, compass. A fa- well, I'm s- more of a fantasy build-up, and when it, when it, in, obviously you know we're guys, we do want to sleep with the girls that we you know fantasize about that we uh, cherish. You know, I mean, not saying you know we're not, but uh, but just to be like you know, hey, let's Here's the do starter it. pistol. Let's yeah, go. you know, let's not even take all of our clothes <laughs> off. There's like there was like no. It was, you know, no fucking, romance at all. It was fucking for the sake of fucking, and I would think that, you know, if he truly cared about her in that way, it wouldn't have been the right time. I'm glad you brought this up. Okay. That makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, well, I, I hate it when I movies do that, though. It really pisses me off. It's just like, no. you, you know, it's like about movies being sexist gonna... against women all these years. 
What about movies? What about situations like that that just shows yeah. guys in the wrong light? We're not all like that. Yeah, well, and it was she was the one that was pushing it and whatever, obviously. But well, we can say no too, John. I, I yeah, know. Terry. I know. I know. I'm just saying. I know. <laughs> it was just I just couldn't believe like. She was so sickly. I know she had like sunglasses on, but Jesus. See, that's what I would have when like, I would have said no. Like, yeah, <laughs> as soon as I saw that 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 um, burnt piece of bacon on her lip, I'd have been like, no, I'm not. No, we're not doing this. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was his chance. It was yeah, it seemed a little. Yeah, Do you think, yeah. That he just went for it when she was all gross like that, even if she was allegedly hiding it. We're not all pigs. Exactly. You think maybe maybe that was on purpose though? Like maybe he was trying to make some comment by like, you know, kind of turning. Because you know how you know a lot of films tend to be kind of more misogynistic. You know, portraying women in a yeah. superficial manner. Maybe he was trying to like reverse that and kind of make it more, uh, you know, sexist against men, just to kind of. I, I think know. the whole film kind of was. I mean, you start I, with the basically with a rape. Yeah, that's true. I don't think there's yeah. any guys in this movie that are shown in a good light. And yeah. like, the okay, whole now I'm starting to hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but then with like the lesbian thing too, it's like she's, you know, her her English lesbian girlfriend has that comment about how, oh, well, you're just confused. You're, you know, like it was trying to, I don't know. It just felt like it was trying to make some comment. I'm not exactly sure if it wasn't very clear what it was supposed to be. Yeah, it felt like it was trying to do something with with that. I don't know. Oh my god! This movie had the worst doctor of all doctor scenes. But it makes sense now because he's in on it. He's in on it. Her, no. her doctor is, no. they show you at the end of the second movie, his, her doctor, that. yeah, they tease you like it's a Marvel ending. The worst doctor yeah, like, acting oh, it, of all it's time. Probably, it's probably okay. Yeah, here, let's look at your giant, your horrible vagina. Oh no, I'll just poke at this little bit of a, and he calls it a rash, when really he only sees a little bit of veiny. Like blue thing. vein things popping out. And yeah. I'm like, just the way he handled himself as a doctor, he was acting like what he thinks a doctor would act like. Not, he wasn't a being a doctor. You know, that's not how doctors act. That was terrible yes. bedside manner. It was terrible everything. He was, ah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Just so creepy and like undoctor like. Like first of all, do they do they even do that? Like, if if you have to get your privates checked out, do they have like you know someone of the opposite sex do that? That seemed like kind of. Oh yeah. I mean. Wouldn't they? I mean, I don't know. Terry, you have girl parts. Yeah, I mean they're. John's back. <laughs> I mean, gynecologists are, are both genders. I mean, oh, see, I guess that's true. But they don't have to have like a, a male one. Doesn't have to have like a nurse in the room. I mean, they usually do have a nurse, like any either gender does, just to help. But well, I don't know. I mean, I, my first prostate exam, it was a female doctor, and there wasn't a guy nurse in the room, so I don't know. Oh, I mean, I've had it. A dude doctor with a female nurse in the room, I guess. But... 
Jason, there's usually a nurse. Jason looks really, <laughs> looks really <laughs> confused there. Dropping the bomb that I've had a prostate exam. <laughs> no, I know how old you are, so it makes sense. It's just I don't need that visual. You didn't have to look at me and smile when you said it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> is it also weird that she put me on her knee and, and we Stop did a control it. attack? No. Okay. Uh. So, virus movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready to move on from contracting? Yes. Yes. Well, what do you want to talk about, Harry? Always me. You didn't go first this time. Yeah. I went first. Well, because you dove straight into something. Yeah, which you didn't have to do. Yeah. Guys, so you're welcome. Like ever. Do, apparently. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to talk about. Yeah, you do. Um, I do? Yeah, you just watched it. Uh, <laughs> he's just really confused or is it <laughs> I'm not sure what he's referring to but I'm gonna go with um, I watched the entire miniseries of The Stand did nice. you really? Ooh. I did that was like a week's Uh-oh. worth of watching it's like six hours <laughs> yeah that's awesome never seen it I'm what? just, ki- I'm just oh. kidding I'm just kidding uh. <laughs> Six hours. She wasted. You jerk. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the full thing was on is on YouTube. So. Oh really? Yeah. I have it on DVD. No. Well, that's. Is nice. it like in shitty quality? No, it was pretty. Ba- it wasn't too bad. Hmm. Tolerable. Is it good? Yeah, it was good. Um, the guy uh, who plays the devilly demon character the actor i can't remember his name off the top of my head but randall flag yeah yeah well that's the character right yeah but what's the actor the actor's name anyone uh, i'm trying come to on find human it. google <laughs> oh jamie sheridan <laughs> i had just the hardest time with his mullet like it was just I couldn't take him seriously, and I kept in um, what was he's in some shitty movie back in the day, uh, Wild America. Does anyone else remember that movie? No, vaguely. No, no. with Jonathan Taylor Thomas and like Devin Sawa. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. He was the dad, and every time I saw him, I would picture him singing that Mountain Dew song where he farts. Like that's all I could picture <laughs> the entire time. What? <laughs> anyway, well, he does that in that movie. But he's always been kind of a dorky character, so I don't. I had a really hard time getting past the Canadian tuxedo and mullet. But, uh, but no, it was good. I haven't read this book yet. I want. I was gonna attempt to tackle it, but it's such a huge book that I knew I wasn't gonna be able to finish it in time for this. But yeah, someday. Um, um, Molly Ringwald is not a very good actress in no. this at all. <laughs> That's one thing I'll say. Um, I really I like Gary Sinise. Woo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Um, and other people that I can't remember <laughs> their names. Well, it does have quite the cast. You got Gary. It has, Sin- it's such a big cast. Yeah. yeah. Gary Sinise, Molly Ringwald. Um. 
Ozzy Davis is in it. Uh, he is. Yeah. He's always the best, though. Miguel Fri- Miguel Friere, um, who you would know from uh, uh, RoboCop. Um, yeah. uh, one of my favorites, uh, Corin uh, Nemec. Do you know who he is? Anybody? Anybody? That's the first time you said his name out loud. Anybody? <laughs> That's Parker Lewis from Parker Lewis Can't Lose, y'all. I love Woo! it. I love uh, Parker Lewis. Me too. Well, and, and can't forget Rob Lowe as a... Yep, Rob Lowe. The only job he could get after the gerbil incident. Wait, no, not, no that wasn't him. That was um, <laughs> Richard Gere. Richard Gere. <laughs> See, that was Rob, Lowe, Rob Lowe was the sex tape incident. Before sex tapes made careers, they broke careers. Ray Walston is in it. Um, uh, Shawnee Smith. Yeah. Talented. Oh, I forgot it's got Matt Frewer from, uh, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's always great. Mm-hmm. Side Factor. Yeah. yeah he, he Max was, Headroom. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And he's awesome in it, too. He was my favorite part of the whole movie. Just, uh... Being yeah, all crazy really and everything. Yeah. Yeah. He does good crazy. He just blows up shit. Yep. <laughs> Basically. And Stephen King was actually, like, he had he showed up quite a bit throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I was Usually he's just, like, a really quick bit part, but he actually had lines and was in there for a while. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar makes a yeah, cameo Yeah, that in was it. an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? No, that isn't. No. <laughs> Tom Holland's in it? If Tom, a lot of directors are in it. This is during that early 90s where like, like horror directors and horror personalities would just show up in, in movies. Like, It's also got uh, Mick Garris in it and John Landis is in it. Nice. Um, yeah. Sam Raimi's in it. Yep. So. You have six hours to fill. It's, <laughs> Easy yeah, to do. I mean, the general plot of it is that there there's this plague that breaks out on this base and this uh guy escapes with his wife and and kid before they lock down the base and he takes this plague with him and spreads it to the rest of the world and it kills off nearly everybody and then the remaining people, the survivors, they kind of break off into factions and are battling it out the good versus the evil the hmm. evil people live in vegas and dress like bikers <laughs> wasn't the plague the name of the plague they didn't they call it captain howdy captain howdy didn't they it was some that's not quite right but i can't right, hold remember on. what it was um no it was something it was started with a t what? Um, the Captain Henry? Shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> she just told me to shut up. That's awesome. <clears throat> um, I mean, yeah, it's it's a long... But, I mean, you can break it up into... It was originally aired, it's like four different episodes, and they're each about an hour and a half. Or two hours. Four I don't little movies. Yeah, each one's a movie, but 
and they're and each one starts like it as its own section like one's the the stand is like the last one and there's other ones that i can't remember the names of but captain trips that's the name of it <laughs> yes that's that's it but they called it they just called it tripsy tripsy okay. or something like that in the movie um, yeah, that was, was good. Very 90s-ish, for sure. Very 90s. Well, very made-for-TV 90s. Oh, yes. Yeah. But it was still it was still enjoyable. Like, it kept my attention, for sure. Which, which is, which is, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, um, you know, definitely watching it now, It's some, especially when it gets uh, to some of the crazier stuff towards the end, with, mm-hmm. like, the Hand of God and stuff. Um, yeah. That... <laughs> You know that comes very dated. <laughs> it's a really bad 1990s TV cheap ass CGI effects. Um, really bad. But uh, this would be one that I think would make for a really cool um, movie franchise. The book is long enough. You could split this one Damn. book into so, like five, you know, five or six like theatrical films. I'm pretty sure they're making a movie. Are they? Well, good. Yeah. Well, or at least it was rumored. You know, hell, you could spend the whole first movie just dealing with the with the Captain Trips outbreak. Yeah, kind of felt like that would that just sped by way too fast in in the beginning of this movie. You know, went from like, oh shit's going down to like, oh shit's over. Yeah, I'm not sure if they'll make in it a, a franchise break. or if they'll try to do sort of an abridged version and just condense it all into just one movie. I would hope not, but then again, you know, I mean, that's a risk. You're you're, you're taking a big risk on what, like a 20, 30, 20, 25-year-old book? Yeah. You know, it's not like hitting something that's hot right now, like Harry Potter or, you know, um, um, something else Battle that's Ro- hot. Battle Royale ripoff. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Hunger Games. Not, Hunger Games. Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Don't you miss the miniseries event? I kind of do, yeah. I know what you're saying. I mean, they they make miniseries now, but it's just like it's not a, as not big good. of a deal. Yeah. Well, deal. the X Files is kind of that yeah. right now. Yeah, sort that's of. True. Yeah. Was there only a cer- certain amount of episodes are doing? Six episodes. There's oh, only one oh. left. Oh wow! And not every single episode has been great. Uh oh. Sadly, not bad. I, I when they said six. When they said six episode miniseries, I thought it was going to be like just a really long movie. But, but it's six it's, little six episodes, it's, and it's not exactly it's not that bad that it's six little episodes with just kind of a little overarching story. It's just with such a short season, I wanted I wanted more focus on an overall story. But the episode, some of the episodes have been fantastic, but. Just I don't know. I kind of wish they would have done it differently, or just bring back the series, you know, all together instead of just the six episodes. Well, you know, I think that those people are trying to move on with their lives. Fuck them! This is their life. <laughs> what else they got going on? Come on. Yeah. Man, have you seen um, the Fall? Jillian Anderson's new show. It's uh-uh. on Netflix. It's really good. I really really like it. Maybe they're just testing the waters, like, you know, six episodes, see how it goes, you know? Yeah, they could be. But... I mean, 
obviously there was a huge you know fan base that woke up and like oh wow they're doing new, they're doing new episodes yay you know but there's still a lot of bad taste in everybody's mouths from that last X-Files movie including including the studio that uh, lost money on it so i could see them kind of being like a little overly cautious yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> So Parker Lewis, um, so good. It's such an awesome show from the early '90s. But in the movie, he was the guy that um, was obsessed with Molly Ringwald's character, the nerdy guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he didn't rape her Harold. his first chance. Harold. No. Ray? Creeper Harold. Aww. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think that was his name. I don't know. He was a creeper. Oh yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure, in this movie. <laughs> like, Blows up Rob Lowe. Aww. Spoilers. Well, you know, spoilers <laughs> for, for from 20 some years old, years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, the stand. I, w- I, uh, I know that Laura San Giacomo was kind of one of the main characters. I, I just, sh- she bugs me. She's oh, never yeah. set right with me either. I just. Yeah, I don't know what it is about her, and in this, like, she's uh, just annoying. She <laughs> seems more like a sitcom actress. Like she was fine yeah. on like Just Shoot Me and uh, yeah. I don't know, oh, something I can okay. think of. But like, she just doesn't fit in this miniseries. No, no something about right. her look, her and acting. She does like just... the she has like the white hair, and she just looks stranger than usual and. She's, I don't know. I think it's her voice is part of what bothers me about her. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I'm I with just you, John. don't I like think it's her in this show. It's mm. just, she's just, eh. Yeah. I would have expected a bigger, you know, na- you know, star in that role. But maybe yeah. at the time she was bigger. I don't, I don't remember. I mean, that was 94. Yeah, when was, was 12, just, what I know. when that was, was just shoot me? The rain of just shoot me was uh, late 90s. Oh, okay. I think early 2000s or something. Hmm. Let's see, this was 94. Yeah, most of the stuff on her IMDb is just bit parts, you know. Yeah, so... so Probably her biggest thing was maybe, um... Pretty Pretty Woman. Woman. Yeah. And that may be why she was able to... Yeah, I mean, she was good in that movie. That was maybe one of the few times that I actually liked her. Yeah, I mean, she's not a bad actress. It's just yeah, something about the stand. She yeah. just doesn't fit right yeah. in that role. I mean, it. I read the book once. I don't remember what the character's supposed to be like, but yeah. wouldn't have picked her. Well, and her with demon dude flag or whatever. Yeah. Weird. What the fuck? Like he's are they're weird enough separately, and then you put <laughs> them together, and I just. Really? You don't think that's hot? Ugh. <laughs> I still just can't get over his weird... I don't even... I don't... I'd have to... I need to read that book and see how accurate it is, but... Got a mullet all the time. <laughs> mullet and Canadian tuxedo. There's nothing wrong with a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> that's the yeah. guy that wears the vest. Wasn't this, like, Stephen King's, like biggest success as a book oh i don't know that's a great question 
I thought I heard that. Why do I have to know everything? Because you're the librarian. Oh my god. (laughs) I started working at a library and I instantly know everything about every book ever. I thought that's how it worked. Yeah. Well, you read. No, even a lot. (laughs) I don't even care about books. I mean, I read, but I'm not like a super book nerd. Who doesn't care about where they work? <laughs> anyway. What? <laughs> so who doesn't care about the things where they work? Uh... Nothing. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Just work there. Hit kids in books. Jesus. Back off. Anything anybody else has to say about the stand? I remember it's liking it. It's time to make your stand. I'd rather sit. Yeah. Oh. I, li- I liked it. I liked it, but it was like very, very slow in parts. Like this stuff with the, uh, who's like the old black lady in the cornfield. Like, oh yeah, we'll call her the Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> kinda, it was kind of that. <clears throat> I bet but that's like really some of that stuff. Just very like, it just dragged on and on. I just wanted to see more of Molly Ringwald. Ew. She was the worst in that movie, other than Marcy <laughs> Giacomo. <laughs> she was awful. She was just, uh, just bad actress. I like Molly Ringwald, but she sucked in that in that miniseries. I'm just saying. Yeah. Did not like her. <laughs> okay. Alrighty, everybody hates Molly Ringwald except Sam. Apparently, Terry hates Molly Ringwald, apple pie, and everything that America holds dear. So, I said great. I hated Molly Ringwald in this movie. <laughs> I, no, I get it. She was not very good in this movie. But she's hot. But she is hot. Oddly hot. <laughs> she is. Uh, so, um, John... Yeah, what's up? <laughs> virus, vi- virus movies. Uh, Twenty-eight days later. All right, that's a good one. I, I hate when people call it a zombie movie. You're yes, right. It's it n- kind of looks like a zombie movie, but it's not a zombie movie. You're right. It's not a zombie. It looks movie. and tastes a lot like a zombie movie. It does, but it's not a zombie movie. But, but why not? Because it's the rage virus. It just makes everybody seem like a zombie. Cause Cause they all, but they just all the, fuck up all the bad all guys is. have all the zombie principles. But are they really dead? They just have the virus in them. It just makes That's them angry question. towards life. So they, they're every bit a zombie except for the dead part. Exactly. So therefore, yeah. not a zombie movie. That's the thing with a lot of these virus movies. Some of them really, they walk that line where they can be very zombie-like, but are they technically the undead? Because, I mean, even a lot of zombie movies could just flat out call, you know, a virus movie. Unless they flat out say they were reanimated by, you know, radiation or something like that. I mean, virus. Yeah. But... Yeah, you're right. They're not, I mean, they're not the living dead. They're not, you know, what we know as zombies is because there's that scene at the end where, the, you know, they're dying They're dying in the streets from starvation. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, because, I mean, if they, you know, they're human. Exactly. They eat, so. Exactly. 
they're they're not they're just die. they're not just mindless undead corpses shuffling around. And I get your frustration too because one of the things that always bugs me is people citing this as like you know, the first zombie movie with running zombies. I'm like, oh my god, no. Because <laughs> one, they're not zombies, and two, Return of the Living Dead had running zombies in it, so bite me. Yeah. But don't bite you because you don't want the virus. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's been a while since so I've seen So they do die at the end? Yeah. I mean, well, they, yeah, they just starve to death? Yeah, there's yeah. there's like shots of some. There's shots. I can't remember if it was like before or after they 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 see the plane in the air. I can't remember. It may, it may have been before that. It may have been kind of a transitional shot from like the final moments of them leaving the uh, the army camp to them, you know, kept in that house before the planes show up. But they show, yeah, they show um, like just like really thinned out. Um, people raged like laying in in um, like breathing heavy and laying in uh, ditches, just like dying because they're starving to death because they don't have the senses to feed themselves anymore. I know it has one of the most epic intros, opening scenes of all time. The monkey lap scene? No. Oh, when he wakes up? Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Walking Dead. <laughs> Get to see Stole and oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, and he okay. chucks that Pepsi. That was that was cool. Yeah. That was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though, Kill, Killian Murphy after he made this movie, he's he's been one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Ever. Because I mean, everything he's been in, he's been awesome. Uh, um, yeah. What's the Red Eye? Red Eye. He was good. Fantastic oh, yeah. in that movie. Oh my god, he's so fucking creepy. And then of course is uh, what you know, Scarecrow or whatever. I don't no. know. I'm not a I'm not a comic book nerd. Yeah, yeah. Scarecrow. The Scarecrow. Yeah. yeah. But he so, was great. Or yeah. you say? So Red okay. Eye. Oh go ahead. go ahead, Sam. <laughs> go ahead. No, because I'm gonna no, cause I'm gonna derail it. Oh so my you god. Oh. <laughs> Red Eye. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, I, I love Killing Murphy. I think I think this and uh when that shakes the barley are like my favorite performances from him. I have not seen that movie. I would like to, though, because, well, it's him. It's fantastic. He's okay. got, like, well, I don't want to spoil it, but it's amazing. And I really want to watch that Peaky Blinders show. I've heard yes. it's really, really good. I want to see it just because of him. Yeah. There's a lot I want to see just because of him. <laughs> he, I mean, he really is a fantastic actor, and he he's is. gotten a lot of recognition, but I think in the U.S. he's still not... He, I mean, obviously not a household name. Yeah, which I think I think he should be. He's just so amazing Sunshine. in all of his roles. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I own it, yet I have not watched it. Uh, Breakfast on Dude. Pluto. No, not sure. Oh. I do need okay. to own Sunshine though. I want to buy that. But uh, Breakfast on Pluto. I mean, he's just he's good in every role he does, Peacock. and it's not like he's he is stuck to one type of movie. Yeah, not it's not all. just horror or sci-fi. He's all over the place, and he's he's always good. Agreed. Yeah, we could just Agreed. do a show on him. New fan club. He's awesome. <laughs> yep, fan club. <laughs> Killing Murphy fan club. So when I first saw Red Eye, um, 
I didn't care for it at first, and I really want to go back and revisit it. I'll tell because you why. Because there's like, a very good reason why. I thought I thought I was sitting down watching to watch a horror film. I mean, I know it's Wes Craven nope, and everything. It's a thriller. Well, no, that's no, I really not don't it, like though. It. Oh. Use the th word. The most mis- <laughs> one of the most misleading trailers ever. It was they though, that that ad campaign set it up to be a horror movie. Uh huh. And Maybe even a monster movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be like some werewolf movie or something. Uh, it That's really how did. misleading that camp that advertising campaign was. And then you get the, the and it's just you know a He's just a bad guy. Thriller. It was good though. After you get over that. After yeah. you get over that, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying it was bad. I, I didn't. I'm just saying I didn't like it at first because I was so not ready for that. Yeah, I had just actually watched it recently when we. Well, whenever we did that Wes Craven episode a while back, I watched it for that and had defi- definitely had different expectations going into it than I got, for sure. Yeah, I, I do need to rewatch it, because, um, yeah. I know great. I would appreciate it a lot more now, now that I know what it is. And, and Brian know. Cox is in it, and he's in everything. Yeah, I love Brian Cox. Yeah. Brian's Cox. Next one, it says shenanigans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, what's that restaurant with the... Stop it. Shoot the stuff all over the wall. Because <laughs> he talks about... like spit to you? He <laughs> talks about... He's like, next one, it says shenanigans is going to get pistol whipped. And so when he, when he says, what's the name of that place? And, and Farva says, uh, shenanigans... If you watch the one, one of the guys is holding his gun out, butt end towards Brian Cox, hoping so he would take it to beat him with it. Him. Like it's so, it's so subtle in that little moment for a I movie that I never noticed that. No. Oh man, it's been a while. It has been a while. When's part two ever going to happen? They're, I thought they were filming it. Or I, I thought something? they were too. Yeah. Alrighty. Now we're talking about Super Troopers here on Attack of the Killer podcast. <laughs> Twenty eight days later. I rewatched this the other day. Nice. A while ago. Yeah. Which, you know, could have been last year. Well, it could have been two years. Anyway. When I watched it again, I couldn't believe I didn't notice uh, the... Like, I love Danny Boyle. Mm-hmm. But, like, I couldn't believe all... The whole movie is Dutch Angle. Is it really? It's obnoxious. The uh, Bad... Like that, like no, they all the shots look great, but the movie is ninety percent Dutch angle. I couldn't believe how much it was like, used. Like any like, minute now, the Riddler and the Joker is going to pop out. It was bizarre. I could, I just seriously, literally, probably at least fifty percent of the shots were fucking. Whereas all the cameras all crooked and shit. And I like, think he was trying to give it like that whole surveillance cam feel, yeah, like that's... the digital video. It was well. I remember that was one of the big deals about the movie too. Oh, for sure. It was like one of the yeah. first ever shot digitally films, and I love it for that. Like yeah. those shot, those like scenes in the rain. Oh yeah. And yeah. Just, oh, those are just it's so cool looking. But seriously, so much I couldn't believe it. Hmm. Like it's off putting almost watching it again. You know. Just a little more. Yeah. At the beginning, it's just like, oh, this movie's so fucking cool. <laughs> and then it's like watching it again, trying to objectively. I was just like, so much Dutch angle. Anyway, it was that amazing. Just sounds dirty. 
Thanks, that's Dutch runner. And there's something else. Oh, you were going for Dutch runner. I was going to go for Dutch oven. Dutch oven, that's uh, another nah, one. I prefer, I prefer the Dutch runner. As well, you who would doesn't? Expect. Yeah, who doesn't? Like, yeah, that's what we're doing next time Jason's in town. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Jason's in town, Dutch runner! <laughs> Just search engines across the world or putting <laughs> Dutch runner. Don't look up Dutch runner unless you really, really. <laughs> really want to know or don't do it at work actually yeah <laughs> for the love of god don't do that at work so brendan gleason's really good in this movie he's so good i was just gonna say that was like yeah. one of the most heartbreaking scenes of uh, all time it is i love yeah. brendan gleason all time most heartbreaking scene ever yeah yeah for sure i just that it probably didn't happen in slow motion maybe it did but it was just like <laughs> I mean, I f- yell at the TV, the movie screen. I'm just like, no! It was, <laughs> oh my god, that's the worst! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I used so to, sad. like, me and my friends used to recite that whole scene, like, so much. When he's like, get out of it! Get out of it! Yeah. <laughs> get out of it! <laughs> <laughs> and he gets fucking hit in the eye, and he's just like, oh, Hannah, I love you very much. Keep away. Keep away. Chase is getting teary-eyed over here. Yeah, reenacting too much. It's too soon. <laughs> but yeah, you just... Man, it's so... They, they wrote that well. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, I just love the whole feel of it. Like, it's got that whole post-apocalyptic thing where you're just, like, on an adventure and, like... You just feel like you're there, like you're actually living it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's got that, the, the whole shopping scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has the Dawn of the Dead part. Yeah. And then, like, at the end when they get to the camp, anytime there's military, it's Day of the Dead for me. Yep. So it definitely has a Day of the Dead feel. Yep. The, mu- yeah. the music's fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. Haunting. The whole the whole movie. So good. It's a good one. Let's go watch it. Alright, later guys. What's <laughs> everybody's thoughts on twenty eight weeks later? <clears throat> I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. It's you know, it's a different vibe, definitely. Yeah. But it, it's it's a good movie. I remember Still kind of that. heartbreaking and anger inducing. Oh. Well yeah. Can't even remember this one. Oh, you suck. Twenty twenty eight weeks. Yeah. Well, it's the one. And that you can't go wrong with Robert Carlyle. Yeah, I, I love. He's yeah. he's always awesome. <laughs> the one thing that ruins it for me is uh, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. I'm sure I'm gonna catch some flack for that, but I just uh, I do not like that guy. Oh, but yeah. anyway, the whole running ending scene, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, totally. Sam, any uh virus movies that spring to mind for you? Um I think there's some guy, what's his name? George Romero. He made like yeah. uh <laughs> Oh, yeah. Some movie called like The Crazies or something. That movie sucks. Yes, yeah, he. What? I'm kidding. Jesus. Oh I my god. <laughs> Just had to get a heart attack before the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, you succeeded. <laughs> um, yes. The, love, I love the crazies. Yeah. Um, again, that's from that time, that era of George Romero that I love. So uh, all those, the my favorite scene is that scene with the old lady knitting. <laughs> yeah. That is such an awesome scene. And again, it's like it's a silent movie in a way in that in that moment. There's no there's no dialogue giving you any detail. It's all just in the shots. And mm-hmm. his choice of shots are just so incredible, so unique. And yeah. I what are you guys thoughts on the remake versus uh the original? I mean I still really like the remake, but I see it as something completely different anyway. I think the original is so much better. Oh, I agree. I, I mean, I'm always going to prefer the original. Uh, anything George Romero. Um, uh, I just I find the um, I find it interesting that George Romero has always kind of had this like anti-establishment, um, you know, damn the man kind of mentality in um, in the way he works and in his work. You know, take like a movie like Night Riders, which is so anti-establishment um you know and then there's a lot of that obviously in here too you know with like you know the way the way he portrays the military in it but i find it interesting that the military is portrayed so much worse in the remake than it is in george's film it's almost because for me in george's film the the um the way the military is portrayed is like you're getting two sides of the story um, mm-hmm. you're seeing things from two different perspectives. So the military isn't necessarily innocent, but they're not a hundred percent the bad guy in the movie. Cause you're seeing quite a bit of human element, um, in, in George's version of the crazies, you know, with the, uh, you know, with the, the, the scientist, you know, the military scientist who's trying to find the cure and he finds the cure, but that goes horribly wrong. And, and like, um, uh, the general, and his interactions with the you know the local police and the local doctor and all that stuff, and and it's just like they're really just trying to do trying to do the best job that they can, you know those are human beings you know whereas in the remake they're 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 just faceless monsters in the remake, yeah, mm-hmm. and I just I just find that interesting especially since George has always kind of been the uh, perceived as the anti anti-establishment kind of guy so yeah and i think that's the whole problem Mm. with with the remake versus the original is that you know it is so black and white in the in the remake yeah Mm -hmm. and like even to the point where you know the quote-unquote crazies like you know the creature (laughs) the creatures if you like in the remake you know they're like clearly these zombie-like beings whereas in the original you know there's you know, an element of ambiguity as to like who is actually crazy, who is the enemy. Like you don't know who the enemy is. Yeah, and I, I, I think the act, you know, the title itself, "Crazy," is kind of has like a double meaning in, in the original. Um, you know, again, it's like that ambiguity. You know, who is really crazy? Is it? Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's what I got out of it. Well, it's with the with the remake and even movies like you know with like going back to Twenty Eight Days Later. I don't think anybody clouded the you know uh, the the mis- you know uh, um, 
you know, had such uh, of a mystery on like who who has the virus and who doesn't have the virus than than George's film. Because um, there's just several moments there. I'm just like, is this person really? Is this person infected now? I just you can't really tell because everybody acts a little off kilter, especially when the shit hits the fan, you know. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, maybe this maybe these aren't the good guys because maybe they are infected now. You just don't know, you know, to the point of like when they really go off the deep end. And that's the thing. And it's such a it's such a slow transition from like. They're normal one minute to like, you know, being crazy than you know, raping their own daughter in the next moment, you know, um, or or boarding up your girlfriend in cinder blocks while you, uh, like, I think right there at the end, I think, you know, they were they ended up being just as crazy as anybody else, you know, that they were just infected, you know, and that's what's also which I love about a lot of that early George stuff too is there's. There's so much open to interpretation. Like Martin, for example. Was he a vampire? Was he not a vampire? You know, was he just crazy? Or, you know, is he actually, you know, hundreds of years old and has to drink blood? You just don't know. Those 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 questions are never answered. And and that's what's that's what I love about movies, you know, George's earlier stuff, especially Martin's and Crazy's, but leave that stuff open for you. <clears throat> totally. Yeah, and it kind of, you know, it's got, you know, I think more of a political element, too. You know, it's asking big questions, you know, about mm-hmm. the whole military-industrial complex, you know, like, you know, who's really the enemy, you know? Yeah. Is it, and then, you know, it's bringing up this moral dilemma of, you know, should we, like, nuke this whole fucking town for the greater good, or, you know, is that justified, you know? Well, and another great scene, like, um, where the rednecks are shooting at the military, and it's totally unprovoked, and mm. they're shooting at the military, and the majority, the majority where the camera stays, stays on the side of the military. So, so like, these innocent, these innocent people that the military has invaded, are are really being shown as the monsters in that scene. Because um, the camera stays on the side of the military through all that, and it's it's unprovoked um, when they start shooting at the military, and um, yeah, that's one of the reasons why. Yeah, that's why it's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another yeah, one. Just, oh, sorry, I'll go, go ahead. ahead. No, please do. Um, I don't know. I was gonna say, just you know. Yeah, I just love like like all the dramatic irony irony too, like the way the scientist at the end it's like he's got the yep. cure mm-hmm. and he's like he's trying to deliver it and then it's like you know, the uh the guards or whatever, they kinda like you know, they try and put him with the, the, the quarantine people and he's like, Hey, you don't understand and it's like I just love how it's like the whole system is kind of like, you know, defeating itself with like all the miscommunication and whatnot. I don't know. I just love it. And in like the, uh, the main character, the way he, uh, you know, he tries to save his wife mm-hmm. and he like, he like dresses up as like one of the guards and then he gets like mistaken and like the rednecks shoot him down. And it's just like, it's like, wait, I'm on your side. I don't know. I just, 
it's so like almost like Shakespearean, like the the tragedy of it all. I don't know. Oh yeah, and it's just so deep. And one of the common themes through a lot of George's work, especially in the zombie films, and and how like you know we are our own, our 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 own worst enemy. You know, the doctor, the scientist had the cure ready in hand, and through you know miscommunication and missteps, you know. He, he loses the cure, he gets trampled to death, he kind of gets shuffled along. And, uh, you know, the same can be said for, like, you know, you know, like Night of Living Dead. Those people could have gotten out of that situation. They could have gotten away. Those zombies were not that threatening, but they were their own worst enemy in, the, in that situation. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and again, like I said, it's like, you know, the title itself kind of asked the question, who's, who's really crazy? Is it the infected people or you know, as human beings with our crazy, you know, whatever. It's deep, deep stuff. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah. So, so, John, where does this land for you in George's um, body of work? Oh. Uh, I mean, I like the movie. I don't watch it as much as his other films. Uh-huh. I just, I don't know, I always go to... Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead, sure. But I I do put it in from time to time. But it's it's been a long time since I've watched it. I've honestly watched the the remake more recently. But, okay, it's been forever. But since I do I've seen I do like it. Yeah, yeah. It's been forever since I've seen the remake, and of course, you know, one of the great things about the remake is it's filmed in Iowa. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Same year we filmed um, Collapse. It came out years before Collapse ever did. Anyway, that's nearly here nor there. Um, <clears throat> another one of my favorite scenes in George's Crazies um, is right at the beginning. It's almost as if uh, he's kind of doing a self-parody of Night Living Dead in that. Because yeah. uh, it's, you know, the little girl, she's kind of going around the house, you know, and she's kind of scared. It's, you know, dark in the middle of the night. And her brother jumps out and scares her. And uh, and as she's scolding him, the brother sees some something threatening. And they, they uh, you know, they try to they hide from it, which is the father who's gone crazy and starts burning down the house. Um, and that's just, that's straight up Night Living Dead, you know. The brother antagonizing the sister, you know, is picking on her tries to scare her, she's all scared and worked up, and then, like, the terror actually begins. Yeah, yeah, I picked up on that, too. I don't know if that was, like, self-conscious, or if that's just, like, something, like, subconscious in him, like... Yeah, that's what I've always wondered, too, yeah. Maybe that was was kind of, like, his relationship growing up. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But, uh... the sister aspect on Yeah, it's also got kind of, uh, some parallels with... Return of the Living Dead too, with the whole, the whole virus thing, you know, the bioweapon and, yep, the whole idea of like you know, taking out this entire city that's infected. Well, there for a while, I saw um, the crazies as almost like, I'm going to get all comic book nerd on you guys again, but as a parallel universe version of Night of the Living Dead, like, because it's it's. You know, both movies, you know, take place in Evan City, where this outbreak happens. Um, it just so happens that this time around it's a different type of outbreak. So it's almost like a, I always, I always 
considered it like this is Earth 2's um, Night Living Dead. It's the crazies. So. Mm. That kind of is. Yeah. See? Oh, crazies. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love, too, just like this era of filmmaking. The fact that... <laughs> Like the leading man in this almost has like kind of a unibrow. <laughs> like <laughs> these actors are not like the prettiest people, but that's what I love about this era is that you could just be like a regular dude and kind of be schlubby looking, and <laughs> you're like the badass hero. Well, what's great is like I mean, if you look at all of George's movies dating all the way up to. Um, Probably Monkey Shines is the last one I can really think of. But, you know, like it was, it was, a, it was a circle of friends. You know, like um, that. Those two lead men, the two firemen. Those two lead men show up again in Night Riders. Um, Bill Heinzman, who played the original Cemetery Zombie in Night Living Dead, uh, was George's cinematographer for the Crazies. And actually had a small bit role as one of the rednecks that were shooting at the uh, at the military. Um, yeah, so there's all the I, that's and that's another thing I've always really loved is like just the connecting connecting people between all of George's films. So mm-hmm. um, the 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 man um, who ends up going crazy and raping his daughter um, that's Doctor Frankenstein from Day of the Dead, right? Uh, Richard Liberty. I think is his name. Is that his name? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's quite yeah, kind of a big difference between that role and, <laughs> and this. Is there really? <laughs> They're both crazy. <laughs> They're both off the rocker. Um, but what I, what I just think is interesting about it is, it's like over a decade later, and he still reuses that guy, reuses that actor. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Because I don't think he had been in anything else of George's in between that time. So, Oh, and then, of course, you got, like, the scientist who does develop the cure. That's the guy in the eye patch from, from, on the television in, in uh, Dawn of the Dead. Right, Where yeah. he suggests that we start eating the, the zombies. He's such a good actor, too. Oh, yeah. Like, so, just so animated. Yeah. <laughs> the scientist guy? Yeah, yeah. Like the bearded guy, right? Yeah. I thought he was the worst. Oh my god! There. What? I okay. I just watched the original for the first time in preparation for this episode. Uh huh. I haven't been talking because you've been fanboying, but uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, that guy. I did not like that guy, but I really enjoyed the movie. Like. And I agree with pretty much everything you guys said. Um, you know, and compa- if you when you compare the original and the remake, the whole difference is that Romero's has more substance and more depth, and he's always got his social commentary, which is what makes his movie so great. And where and then, well, and even just the concept of the crazies. I mean, a virus that just makes people go insane. Like, what? Who's done that before? You know, like it it was just a really interesting idea and it's terrifying. And then I think the remake, even though I agree that I think the original was better just 
based on sub- pure substance, even though the remake has Timothy Oliphant and he's hot. But um, it, it's good because it's got that general premise, but I mean, that's what ma- made it somewhat successful, but it's not as successful because they didn't have the, that same social commentary and the irony and all that in it, you know. But it was still fun. Cool. You're fun. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, have you ever, have ever made you watch Crazies? No, you didn't make me. <laughs> you don't make me watch every movie I watch. <laughs> well, it's George. I, would, George. I make everybody that... I think I own it. I, I yep, watched it. you do. See? <laughs> it's good. I like it. I like all the things you said about it. I, yeah. Not fanboy level, but you've convinced me <laughs> of its brilliance. Yeah. I probably, I think the remake is better. Ooh. Oh, hello. What? Let's drop that bomb. You best oh, explain yourself. Uh, the, the newer one was definitely more fast-paced in, in your yeah. face. Oh, yeah, it's it's more... It's not. It's more fun and more eye candy and yeah, more, yeah. I get it. Yeah. The original is yeah. much it's, more. It's well paced. It's great effects. Yeah. Do we think George's movie had any impact on that that type of film? And I say that because, like, I love I love virus movies and I love outbreak movies when like we're seeing the outbreak happen. Um, but I can't, maybe, and it's obviously just me, but I can't watch any of them without thinking of nods to the crazies. Maybe 28 weeks, 28 days later, kind of seems like rather crazies-like to me, but none more than like the movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman, which I love, I love Outbreak, love that movie. Um, that's one of those like comfort food movies, which sounds weird because it's about people that melt from the inside out. Um, <laughs> but uh, but watching that movie, I, I think of the crazies because, like, again, like, Outbreak is all about from the, from the government's perspective. You got, like, the scientist crew. You got, like, uh, Morgan Friedman and uh, uh, as the main military guy all that and like so everything's told the whole movie's told from from that perspective so uh, so I think again I think of the crazies when I see when I watch Outbreak so well yeah. you're gonna see that because you're ultra Romero Romero fanboy well yeah and that's why I asked the question because I know I have Romero colored glasses on but I mean I don't the Crazies isn't the very first virus movie ever. Like, I don't think that it's the sole influence. I wonder what the first virus movie is ever. Hmm. Well, I know the Andromeda Strain was before The Crazies. I haven't seen that one, but that's a pretty influential one. Well, yeah, and I know, like, Crazies was actually a huge flop when it came out, so... Like poor George yeah. couldn't. Poor George couldn't get a hit on his hands until Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Like. What's? He had like two movies that that like barely even got re- like 
released, if at all. Like, there's always vanilla, never got a real release. And Season of the Witch got, like, a very minuscule release and then, like, dumped instantly, so. Yeah. And that's one good thing that also comes with that remake, is that it kind of breathes life back into the original. People seek it out more. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, like, which I think is is far more crucial for a movie like The Crazies than My Bloody Valentine, because, like, My Bloody Valentine, you know, we... We all knew that movie even ahead of time, but like, but there was, but there was a lot of fan, a lot of people out there that had never even heard of the crazies before. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and should give it a chance. <laughs> I've got the um, Blue Underground DVD of it. Um, yeah, I've got that one. Yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good um, DVD. It's got huge interview with um, Lynn Lowry, kind of giving a retrospect of her career. Um, and a great commentary track with uh, with George Romero with William Lustig as the moderator. Yeah, really yeah, I, had, I think that's maybe one of his better commentaries. But George's, he, yeah, he just he yeah. just drops so much, you know, like filmmaking knowledge in that. Yeah, I agree with you. That that one I really like. It's probably my favorite George Romero one too because it, it's it's definitely far more technical based, yeah. which is what I want to hear. As opposed to like, you know, being on there with 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 Tom Savini and a couple of the other guys, where they're just like reminiscing on old old stories or listen to the, listen to Tom Savini on the uh, Night Riders commentary track saying, "Hey, I still got that prop. Hey, I got that motorcycle. Hey, I still got that." You know, I'm turning the whole goddamn thing. I'm like, "Okay, we get it, Tom. You're a hoarder. Let's yeah. move on. Talk about the fucking movie, please." It is it is like a must uh watch or listen to commentary though. Yeah, I um, think I think it would be a good like um like educational tool for like film mm-hmm. students, you know. Yeah. I just remember like one thing he said that really always stuck out with me in that is you know and you can see this in the movie, he's like, you know, I'd rather have a thousand lousy shots than one perfect shot. You know. Yeah. Because, you know, so many cinematographers are like, you know, focused on getting you know the perfect shot for their showreel and but he's just like all about getting as much you know coverage as possible so he can like really play with it in editing and and uh you really see that and i think they actually he actually shot this without doing master shots or white shots yeah i forgot about that he would just like you know get individual people and elements and but he just gets like a shitload of coverage, you know, like he says, just get a thousand lousy shots and then yeah. you can just play with it in editing and yeah. you really see how, how he does that. Yeah. I just love his style. Yep. Me too. Oh my God. Me too. Um, I forgot about that though. You know, how crazy is that not to shoot any masters, you know, yeah. sometimes I feel like I shoot masters just so I can get a feel of the scene. And then be able to decide. I mean, I, granted, I go in with storyboards and shot lists, but like you know, those don't always give you everything you need when it comes mm-hmm. time to shoot in the actual environment. So sometimes uh, I'll make I'll make up shots of elements that I know I'm going to need based off of that master. So yeah. So to be that planned out to know like yeah, I don't need a master. I can I can get all these pieces and and make it work. That's that's amazing. Especially during the times, I mean, it was like just inches away from being grill filmmaking in those 
early days for George, mm -hmm. like the 70s, you know. So it's just amazing. Yeah, I wonder how much of what, how much of it was like planned and how much of it was like just on the spot because it moment. does seem like it does seem like he uh breaks the 180 rule quite a bit in this. He does or does not. I it seems like he does, which, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, there are some moments. purposeful, but I, don't I, th know. I think I remember them calling it out a few times in the commentary. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, it just gives it that, you know, frenetic chaotic kind of a feel and pace yeah yeah man and at that time too and i think he like you know that's one of the things he talks about like you know you may have broken the 180 rule but and it was like it was like his third film <laughs> you know yeah like the first two films were done with no knowledge so other than his yeah. commercial work so mm. ah i just miss i just miss that style of filmmaking from him I mean, that that's been lost since uh, like the dark half. So, right. Yeah. It's a bummer. Not that I don't like his later stuff, but they're just they're just different as far as the process goes. And that's always one of the things that I've admired about the man was the was his process in the early days. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, George Romero. Is that what this episode's about? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> oh, who hasn't got a chance to bring up a title? Uh, Jason? Uh, mine was The Crazies, damn it. Yours was The Crazies? No, it wasn't. No, I mean, that's the one I wanted to bring up. Oh, okay. S Sam, did you get to go? Yeah, I think we all went, didn't we? Yeah, we all went. <laughs> we've gone on and on about the bay. That'd be the one I'd want to bring up. But I know uh, we've talked about it a lot, but man, I love that movie. I wish it was on Netflix. I didn't. I couldn't track this one down because I knew you guys yeah. had talked about it, and I wanted to try and watch it, it. Yeah, it was at one time, but that's been quite a while ago. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm starting to say again. I, I I don't feel right calling it found footage, but it may be that may be number one as far as that film style for me. For found footage, yeah, maybe. If if not the if not the top three more okay more than one. Well, this isn't about found footage, so. I don't have to get well, into I'm trying it. to put a new, a new perspective on the bay since we've already talked about it to death. <clears throat> I need to own it. Yeah. I um watched a show that's virusy. What show? Helix. Oh, I don't know that. It's on Netflix. Um, it's a sci-fi original. Which almost turned me off from it, but I have heard. That's very what good I thought things. when you said sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, but this is actually a pretty good quality sci-fi original show. Like I really enjoyed it. It's um, set on this base out in the middle of nowhere, kind of a thing scenario, but um, a virus breaks out on the base, and they're kind of they're very 
28 days later ish like they're very zombie like but they aren't zombies because they are not dead because they can be cured and things mm. but um it was it was interesting i i liked it um I only watched the first season. There, I think there are a couple on there, but it was pretty enjoyable. And there's also that show, The Strain. Yeah, that I've I been haven't wa- gotten to, but yeah, I've been wanting to check that out. anybody, anybody seen it? Nope. Hmm. Okay, so that's nope. that's Del Toro joint, right? Yeah, I've I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I can't look at the the poster for it or the whatever you want to call the it. The eyeball. No, gross. <laughs> that's disturbing. Hate it. Hate it. I don't do well with with ocular torture and and fingernails. Those Same. My, those are the two that are just like, Ugh! which makes me want to see it. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, unless there's any others that anybody wants to bring up, isn't there a movie called Virus? Yeah. Okay. Well, are you thinking? Isn't that more sci-fi-y? I it mean, I be, still yeah. think it's a virus outbreak because it showed up on lists when I was researching the show. But isn't that the Jimmy Lee Curtis sci-fi space uh, film? Hmm. Might be, yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was that But Splinter. I'd never seen it, so... Splinter was pretty good. Yeah, and I was hoping to talk about that, but I didn't get a chance to watch it, and I've heard nothing but good things. I feel like we talked about it a while back. I don't remember where Maybe. I watched it for something. Maybe. John, have you seen it? Uh, no, no, I have not. Okay, Sam? Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Guess we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah. It was good. I don't really remember much about it, but... I liked it. Well, and then you got the Cabin Fever films. Mm-hmm. And yeah. new one. One, two, three, and the remake. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I've never seen two and three. Me either, yeah. Oh, I hate it too. So much. And I don't know, maybe maybe I could appreciate it a little bit more if I went back and watched it. It's just hard when you sit down and you, you with the original film and you enjoy it so much and what you like about the film isn't necessarily the storyline but the construction of the film itself. The way it was shot and you know, the the actors, the performances, you know, the look of the the look of the film the tone of the film and all that and all that is different with the sequel with the exception with the exception of the worst part of the first film <laughs> um that's the only thing that comes back and you're just like ah and it feel it feels like that worst part of the first film is everything in the second film Yikes. it just it just feels like it just feels like a uh it almost feel felt like a trauma film in a way because it was just so so over the top, gross to be gross type of type of stuff, but not as fun as a trauma film. So, and it was and it was Ty West's one of Ty West's first films, which is weird. Yeah, but he disowned it. Yeah, he has disowned it. Yeah, which is true. And the third one. Nah, well, that one's kind of bluff too. Just kind of, and I would say I like the third one better than I like the second one, if that says anything. But you know, it, and it's a film that like 
um, my opinion wouldn't change if it was if it was named something else. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not it's not made better because it's a cabin fever film, but it's not made worse because it's supposed to be a cabin fever film. But it also feels like the movie was probably called something else, and they <laughs> they like thought it would sell better if they called it cabin fever. Right? But you know, I like Frodo, so I'll watch anything with him in Aww. it. Aww. Frodo's in that? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Now Terry's gonna Wait, watch it. Not Frodo, Sam. Oh. Oh. Wrong, wrong. Get your shit right. Wrong one. Jesus. That was close. Sam. Anything with, um. Sean Astin? With Goonies in it, I'll watch, so. Yeah, and. And. He's probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> But probably that's just because it's Sean Astin. And it's just weird seeing him in a movie like that. But <laughs> weird. Yeah. It just goes to show he'll probably do anything if he's offered it. So let's get him in a PF movie. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So I think it's probably time we uh draw this uh this part of the show to a close. We'll take a break, we'll come back, and we'll do some segments here on Attack of the Killer Podcast. Good evening. It's intermission time. Our service is friendly and quick. You'll find hot dogs, hamburgers, pizza, your favorite candies, hot and cold beverages, and other delicious snacks. So add to your fun of watching the movie. Visit our refreshment stand right now. We're glad to have you with us tonight, and we hope you'll come to see us often. It's great to get out to the movies. Hey everybody, this is Wayne. This is Zip. Lori. Brian. Doug. And we're the Necronomicast, a weekly horror podcast brought to you by us, horror fans for you, horror fans. We talk about movies, books, celebrity interviews, your mom. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Necronomicats. Uh, we also talk about streaming movies, new movies, as well as news in horror. And that's just a sample of what you'll get on the Necronomicast. <laughs> Do we say horror movies? <laughs> visit us at Necronomicast.com. Also visit us on Facebook. And on iTunes and all that. Necronomicast. Uh, we'll scare the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Visit uh-huh. us at Necronomicast.com for more madness and horror and blood. We're good. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> and we're back on Attack of the Killer Podcast. <laughs> it's, it's segments time. And... We start, as we always do, with some shout-outs. It's time for... Shout-outs! 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 All right, so... Ask, what are your favorite virus-inspired horror movies? And we'll read your shit on the air. <laughs> <laughs> and I I didn't mean to say that right there, 
But then I remembered that like 90% of the comments this time around were all joke, fucking jokey answers. You they were, yeah. Funny, 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 <laughs> funny listeners. <laughs> Keep waiting for one of those f- to not be the word yeah. funny. No, they, it's great. It's just, anyway, here we go. <laughs> we'll start out with Willis Wheeler. Willis. He took the question serious. <laughs> he said, uh, 28 days and weeks later, outbreak, shivers, cabin fever, virus. Nice. Yeah. Corey Ferguson says, look who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> and that started the snowball of goof of joke really answers, did. right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we had some laughs on that one. Um, then Hunter Deasing says, does Cyrus the virus and Con Air count? <laughs> yes. And then Terry had to go and encourage it <laughs> and say that totally counts. Sorry. Well, it's John Malkovich. So. Malkovich, Malkovich. He rules. I don't disagree with you saying that. <laughs> I <laughs> and then our buddy Jack Christensen says 28 days later but not 28 weeks lamer oh. <laughs> ooh shots fired yeah <laughs> <laughs> I thought so too and then um, Drew Arnold says I'll ignore him <laughs> well he was one of the first guys that started laughing Anyway. Fucking ignore that guy. 28 dizzles lizzles. Like I said, ignore him. <laughs> well, I told everybody I'd I'd read the comments on the air, so... Just any time he comments, just ignore him. Okay. Noted. <laughs> Take that, Drew. So a couple... I'm just, glad, I'm just glad you tell people what you do. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sarah Hunnicutt... Says impulse with Meg Tilly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know mm-hmm. that. Almost no one has seen this, but it's great. She says. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Cool. I like Meg Tilly. Yeah. And then lastly on Facebook, Greg Hefner says the original Night of the Living Dead. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. And then on Twitter. Remember Eric Preston from the last episode? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he chimed in. He says, contracted. And then he's like, does that count? Considering half the episode was talking about that. Yeah, probably. And then Terry's like, sure does. And then he's like, then I vote contracted. (laughs) But but not contracted too. Ooh. Uh No love for contracted Uh too. Got it. Uh Not so much here. And then guess what, guys? What? Well... We had a, a call in. Yep, I already know. Oh, you do? He was excited too. Yeah. Uh, Brian. Brian Clark. Yeah, he left a gigantic message. Because he's got it. Wait, what? Anyway. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so let's listen to what Brian has to say. Greetings, Attack of the Killer podcast crew. Brian Clark here calling in with some thoughts on virus movies. 
My favorite virus movie is Andromeda Strain, based on Michael Crichton's novel. It's an excellent science fiction movie with some very well-handled and believable science. Very dialogue and character-driven movie, which focuses a lot more on the hunt for a cure than the nasty effects of the virus. You wouldn't think watching people look through microscopes for 90 minutes would be all that interesting, but they really pull it off. In fact, the only time the movie doesn't work is the silly action sequence the producers insisted on shoehorning in. I'd also like to give some love to Bill Rabane, he of the giant spider invasion. The thing about Bill Rabane's movies is they can all be described as it's like something happened, but in Wisconsin. For example, it's like what would happen if giant alien spiders invaded the world, but in Wisconsin. And much like Charles B. Pierce has an innate ability to capture the very essence of his home state through the lens, it's like something happened, but in Arkansas, Bill Rabane has that ability with Wisconsin. So Alpha Incident is like Andromeda Strain, but in Wisconsin. In Alpha Incident, a probe returning from Mars is found to be contaminated with a Martian virus. While two scientists at a government lab run tests, Dr. Sorensen is sent across country with the rest of the deadly cargo on a train. It seems like there would be better ways to transport top-secret space viruses than in a boxcar, but this is Wisconsin, after all. When railroad worker Hank cuts his hand on one of the vials of space virus, the next station where the train stops becomes a quarantine zone. Now several of the railroad workers are trapped with Dr. Sorensen while the lab team attempt to discover how the virus works. They find that the virus activates while the host is asleep, causing tremendous swelling in the brain to the point that the skull shatters from the inside. Amphetamines are shipped to the group at the station, and the race is on to find a cure before the whole train station gets repainted with brains. The performances are all pretty solid, especially the actor playing Hank. The dark, grainy film enhances the claustrophobic tension of the situation, and best of all, there's a delightfully gruesome slow-motion head explosion. Richard Preston's book, Hot Zone, is one for Terry to check out. It's about how we narrowly missed having a massive Ebola outbreak in the United States, and it's scarier than any movie could be because it's a non-fiction book. And finally, I've got to throw some support to John's Corner for Knock Knock. It's not a great movie, it's not a fun movie, but it's a tense and unpleasant movie, and if you're a black-hearted, misanthropic bastard like me who enjoys spending two hours watching someone's life get destroyed, it's not a bad way to kill an evening. Except for Cabin Fever, I've hated everything else Roth has done, but I really dug this one. It's actually an uncredited remake of a 1977 movie called Death Game, starring Sandra Locke, and I think Knock Knock is an improvement over that one in almost every way. But I'd still rather watch Kitten with a Whip again any day over either of them. I love the show, guys. Keep up the great work. Bye. Thanks, Brian. That was awesome. You always oh, you do love the... me too. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's right. You can always leave your comments on the show on our Facebook, Twitter, or you can call in at four one five nine five two six eight five seven or four one five nine five AOTKP. We'll put your even your craziness on the air. That does remind me, uh, Trevor Swaim uh, commented first, and it was so bad, he erased it, so it's not on there. So maybe... <laughs> what? Um, so I won't say it, but it was I remember what his comment was. Oh. And it got some comments on it, too, for a while. It was pretty funny. No, it's it's awful. <laughs> but it wasn't a horror movie. Anyway. Uh. Thanks, Trevor, for commenting. Um, I know you, you can, you can do real comments too, buddy. It's okay. Anyway. And that's shout outs. Shout outs. Oh, now I gotta know. I'll tell you after. <laughs> All right. 
Man, I, I'm shocked that no one brought up Osmosis Jones. Uh, Anybody remember that movie? Nope. It's, <laughs> it's good reason. It's, it stars Bill Murray in the live action sequences, but then like half the movie's animated, and it's all like inside his body because he's sick or some shit. And there's this pill that's a cop or something. I don't know. Whatever. Let's move <laughs> Good on. Good story, Mike. Wow. Good story. <laughs> I didn't write it. It's fever dream. Um, <laughs> so let's find out what's happening in the world of literature from our number one book nerd, <laughs> Wicked Words <laughs> with Claire did one that act- it coincides with our topic, you guys. Whoa. Whoa. I know, right? <laughs> Who does that? <sighs> it happens occasionally when I can. Well, I decided to do The Mask of the Red Death. Ooh, um, nice. Which <laughs> is a short story by Poe. Um, and then there was the 1964 film starring Vincent Price, which was a Roger Corman movie. Um, well, and when I say say short story, this is very short. It's like maybe 10 pages long. Um, so what you see in the film, it, it, it covers everything in the story, um, and just really elevates it. Like it takes... A lot, adds a lot of supplemental content. Like, there's not really much of anything in the story about um, Prospero being this Satanist and all of this craziness. Has, has Have any of you guys seen this Vincent Price movie? Yeah, oh, yeah. in high school. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's good. Um but it's very, there's a lot of stuff tacked on from, that wasn't in the short story. But I thought that it, it worked well with it. I mean, the general premise is that um, Prospero is this douchebag that lives up in this castle. And this plague, which is the Red Death, it's turns people's faces red and they die um, is breaking out in in the township that is under him and so he has all these party guests and he's rich enough to keep them for weeks and weeks while the whole thing just blows over or whatever but the red death comes to his castle and it it takes all of them as well um but, you know, it, it conveyed the story well. And really, a lot of, especially the visuals, like all of the lots of cool rooms in there, which which was one of the more visual things in the story. Like, they're very monochromatic rooms. Like, there's a yellow room, and there's a blue room, 
and then there's the one room at the end that's black with like this red window and so they did they did a pretty solid job of portraying the story i felt and they made it a little bit more more interesting with what they added to it as well and vincent price is just awesome. the man per usual is awesome so yeah, check it out. That one, the movie is, I mean, you can find the story anywhere online. Like you can find PDFs anywhere. You can just read it there. Um, and the movie, I watched it on YouTube in full. So check it out. Sweet. Cool. Nice. Awesome. Nice one. I like it. All right. Well, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> Insane Picks. Okay, in Saints Picks, this episode, in keeping with the theme of viruses, I went with a film, a French film, by a French filmmaker in France, from 1978, uh, a Jean Rollins film, or Rollin, I guess there's no S on the end, uh, from 1978, The Grapes of Death. Anybody ever seen this one? Nope. Nope. No, but it sounds awesome. I know, Grapes of Death, right? <laughs> it's not Killer Grapes, which I was disappointed in. I was really hoping for some, some Killer Grapes. Is Kill- it a play yeah. on the Grapes of Wrath? No, you would think, but no. Seems like it. <laughs> Basically, it, and it's almost in a zombie style kind of thing, but uh, um, this woman, Elizabeth, she's traveling by train when a man with basically some raw raw um, bacon on, on his neck, uh, gets on the train and kills her friend, and he starts bleeding from the face and whatnot. So she flees, and everywhere she goes in this, this uh, countryside here, um, she discovers that uh, the pesticides that have been sprayed on the vineyards are turning in everyone into, like, crazed zombie-like killers with, like, all these weird... Um, scars and, and lesions and boils all over them all over them so uh, um i've never really watched any uh uh jean or jean john jean rollin films before um and jean, it should be jean yeah jean um he had made 52 films uh between 1958 and 2010 and he died in 2010 so this is the first one I've ever seen, and I have the, the I think it's the Synapse release uh, DVD of it, which is quite interesting. So it's a pretty good film. Um, you know, some of the effects aren't the best. Uh, apparently, you know, uh, filming on the, 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 the countryside of, uh, of, of France or whatever, in these vine- vineyard country, um, it was rather cold at that time. So a lot of the uh, makeup effects were, were freezing, and falling off as they were as they were shooting, so so some of the effects don't really hold up. There are, there is a couple of good scenes with some some pretty cool like, looking like um, scars and legions and stuff. And there's one scene in particular where one of the infected um, infected guys is trying to get at our lead actress Elizabeth, who's in this car, 
And, um, you know, kind of reminds you of Annihilating Dead a little bit with the cemetery zombie trying to smash the window in with a rock. Only this guy's using his forehead. And he's already got, like, this gooey, melty, like, forehead going on. Um, and he's just smacking it against uh, the window. Um, purposely leaving just, like, this gooey mess all over the window. What makes it, you know, like, you know, blood, red color, you know, that's one thing. But the really disgusting parts of some of the of some of the makeups are like the pussy yellow and orangey colors that they use in it um that that was that's what really I thought was gross so there's like these like red and, and yellowy pussy smudges all over this window and then the guy finally just smashes the whole window in with his head um uh, she, she's, she, so she's just kind of constantly, she'll, she'll run to one house and, and that, those people are infected and there's a little bit of an adventure going on there and then she'll run to some other people's, another house and, or another village and run into some more crazy people there. So it's a lot of set pieces with, uh, with her kind of running around. Um, it's got really a, a nice kind of like claustrophobic isolation feel to it, especially on the train. Because when she's in the beginning, because when she's on the train, it's just her and her friend, and then the the one of the infecteds that show up on the train, um, at this train station. You never see anybody else wandering around the train station. You never see anybody else on the train, conductors or anything. You know, um, and that's one of the things I really like about some like some really low budget low budget films that can't afford to pay extras or whatnot. You know, going back to movies like. Uh, um, Neon Maniacs and whatnot. What I think, what what works so well with those type of movies for me is the fact that they don't have the budgets to have extras, and that really helps create a sense of like, of isolation and um, um, being in a weird environment. You, you know, uh, where everything like on the surface looks normal, but just the fact that there's nobody around and there's obviously some horror element lurking in the background is what makes what makes uh, some of those. Some of those are uh, really successful for me as far as, like, uh, creepy vibes. But So it's a crazy film, fun film. Um, <clears throat> you know, she runs, in, runs into this one lady who doesn't appear to be infected, but she is freaking nuts, and, you know, she, try, she tries to sacrifice Elizabeth to, to the infected at one point. Um, and I can't remember that actress's name, but she's, she's pretty well known in, in, in exploitation and sex films of the 70s and 80s. Uh, over there in France, um, and uh, this was her first film with Jean, uh, and uh, and she did quite a number of films with him afterwards. I wish I could remember her name. I should have wrote it down, but but um, yeah, I don't have much more to say about it. But I definitely enjoyed the film. Again, it was the whole isolation aspect that really that really intrigues me. Um, you know, there's there's moments of some really very some really great score there's some moments where it's just like the score doesn't really seem to match what's going on but it's more of the silent scenes where there's no score going on that that um really uh that really um captivated me so if you can find it check it out grapes of death nice awesome i like that the french were like the original title is the raisins of death, or like <laughs> les raisins de l'amour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was one of the alternate titles. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, after the after after grapes of death had been sitting on a shelf for a while, and it was changed to raisins of death. So. <laughs> 
Okay, so um, that concludes another episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. A little bit of a shorter one for us, I guess. But it's getting late, I'm getting tired. And I'm running out of things to talk about, so I should probably, uh, you know, say if you, if you, Yeah. Don't forget to stop on over to our Patreon. Oh, damn page. it! <laughs> Why am I the host? Wow. We wonder that every episode. <laughs> yeah, so please go over to Patreon. We're working on some really cool stuff for you guys if you donate and help us out. Help keep the lights on on the internet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so donate. So, thanks again, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. <laughs> oh, no, could this be the end of? Wow. Attack of the Killer!